G'day Aussie Gridiron fans and welcome back to 2023 G'day Gridiron. Uh, we're back. Uh, we are bigger in theory. We are, we're at least 50% bigger for, for this for this show, if not more. Um, we're back with a bit of pre-season stuff. We've had a great off-season, Manjot and I. Um, we, uh, we actually took some time away from the NFL for a little while. I, th- I don't think we, we talked NFL for a fair bit. Manjot's been doing a lot of a lot of AFL shit talking in our group at the moment, <laughs> so that's that's everywhere. But um, we are back uh, with a whole lot of AFC, NFC uh, versus and sort of uh, looking at each of the the uh, conferences, same as we did last year, coming into the end of the season and into the finals. When Manjot and I did some AFC and NFC shows, we thought we might do a whole bunch for free agency. So today we are back with the. AFC free agency for each of the teams in the AFC. Uh, we've got a show coming up for the NFC conference as well for all of those teams on free agency. And moving forward, we're going to have some stuff around the 2019 draft and grading some of the teams out of that, as well as we're going for a massive draft spectacular the week before the 2023 draft hits everything. So we've got a huge lineup to go. And we've also got Another couple of voices for the pod. Have we made, Josh? Yeah, I'm very excited. Excited to add everyone into it. Of course, as Ian's been saying, been talking a lot of shit in the chat about my AFL NRL teams because I'm a big North Melbourne and Brisbane Broncos fan and combined 8-0, and sorry, 6-0 between those two teams this year. So, look, I'm on a bit of a high right now. Very excited to add in everyone and excited to talk shit about NFL with all of my friends again. Yeah, absolutely. So, in here with us, I better introduce the boys so they can all get on Manjot about his crap at AFL teams as well. Uh, of course, we've got Mark from uh, No Huddle Dynasty. Uh, he's our yeah. boy. He's been around for he's been around for a while uh, in around the um, the Aussie NFL fantasy and G'day Gridiron crew. And we've got Brad back with us. Some some of you may remember Brad. From uh, another podcast, Manjot and I were on, and we are very, very happy to have Brad back in, back in amongst the ranks and talking some NFL. Hey, go boys! Hey, good. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. It's a it's a pleasure to be with you guys again, and looking forward to just getting stuck into it. And there's no real off season in the NFL. It's just kind of one big, massive year long season. So I'm I'm excited to be able to talk about stuff. Absolutely. How you doing, Mark? Mark? I'm wonderful, thank you. Good to be joining you all, and I love that there is no off season. That's correct. That's that's how we live in Dynasty World. <laughs> <laughs> there was off season for me. I tell you that much. I muted. I muted the chat for at least a week. Uh, <laughs> uh, mind you, my Twitter still goes mental, and every morning I look at it and go, "Who did what? They did what? What's going on now?" <laughs> so um, yeah, it was a big, big. Um, yeah, there's no off-season for me on Patreon Press posting all those no. signings a couple yeah, weeks ago. Wasn't. Definitely not. And there's there'd be no off-season uh, for uh, definitely no off-season for Mark because if uh, if yeah. if you haven't if anyone hasn't tuned in yet, go check out uh, Mark's podcast, No Huddle Dynasty. He has been doing some um, some brilliant sort of draft analysis on on each position group through the offensive side at the moment. Um, whether or not he has enough time and he's his life to even get through all of the defensive side is yet to be seen. Um, but I'm sure you're going to have a red-up crack, aren't you, Mark? We are working on it. 
well, working on feverishly. it. Feverishly. Right. So what we're doing, uh, AFC free agency, uh, we're basically looking at each of the AFC teams um, and going around, see what moves they've made during free agency, what questions are around, um, and what do we know about this team going forward, whether they need to strengthen, not necessarily during free agency, of course, because that's pretty much over at this point, but obviously gives us a bit more of a insight into what they might do during drafts and going forward. Um, essentially, what we are going to do, and we're going to try our best to do, is we're going to have a three-minute timer on every team, uh, have a bit of a discussion about a team, try and hit all 16 teams in the AFC, which should give us about 48 minutes to talk and go around the AFC. Uh, and hopefully we can keep to that. I've got a bit of a timer going for the boys so they can all see a timer on their screens uh, on our podcast. They'll be able to see a three-minute countdown here. We're going to try and not have Manjot talk for two minutes and 58 seconds on every, <laughs> every one of his teams. Uh, <laughs> on every team, possibly. On every team, possibly. Uh, yeah, it's exactly right. Now, obviously, boys, there is a bit of a – I've got a bit of a sound, so we know when we get to that three minutes. So you won't necessarily have to be looking at the timer if you don't want to. So I'll just start this nice little five-second countdown now. Uh, and when it hits the bottom at zero, we should get – as long as – can everybody hear that? Can't oh, hear but anything, I but I can see a flash. Well, yeah, I see a flash. As long as you can see it flashing, I'm good with it, okay? There is a sound there. That's cool. If you don't hear it right now, there will be one in post, trust me. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is a flashing sound. You will see it all flashing on your screen until I hit reset. Um, but that's going to tell us when we're at it. So we'll see how we go there. Uh, I will set reset this now two, three minutes before I forget completely. Um and go from there. So how how's everyone feeling about their teams, about their choices? I randomly picked these teams. Very, very randomly picked these teams. Um, I really like I, it. Yeah, I, I thought I thought you were being intentional about it because I no, kind of like I really was I really wasn't to be honest. Okay. Um I, essentially for anyone that anyone that does does want to know how we pick these teams, the four of us all have four of our own teams. Um, it does turn out that that three of us uh, are in the one conference and one is not. Um, mm. That being Mark is a Dolphins fan. Um, Brad's a Cowboys fan. I'm Vikings. Manjot's 49ers. So, uh, Brad did request another one in um, in the Seahawks, which was fine. That was easy to, <laughs> to deal with. And the Lions. He had a Lions request. In yeah, there. I did, I did he, did. he did have a Lions request too. I forgot all about that Lions request. But yeah, so I mean, apart from that, I essentially just looked across the um, uh, looked across the conference and looked across the divisions and went and went bang, 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 bang. So it was um, it was pretty easy. Uh, I don't know whether I screwed myself on a couple uh, <laughs> after doing going through mine, but it remains to be seen. We'll see how how good the quality comes out at my end. All right, I guess we should get going. So. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna jump right into the AFC East to start with, uh, and Manjot is gonna kick us off with the New England Patriots. Manjot, let's get going. Yeah, so the Patriots, a 
very interesting spot to start this discussion because there's been a lot of upheaval, especially offensive side of the ball. I'll start with the defense. They signed a good amount of defensive backs again. They re-signed Jonathan Jones, re-signed Jabril Peppers, re-signed Jalen Mills, but the offense is where I'm really interested. New offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien returns to the Patriots again. Now they've had a full overview. Damian Harris is out at running back. They've brought in James Robinson. They've put away Nelson Aguilar, who signed with the Ravens. Now they've got Juju Smith-Schuster. And then tight ends, they traded away Johnny Smith and they signed Mike Gesicki and a couple of offensive linemen they've signed as well. So what do you guys think about this? This is a full overhaul of Mac Jones's offense here, new offensive coordinator and all these new positions, that skill position, guys. Uh, my, my biggest question with them is they stunk in their offensive line last year. And did they do enough to improve it um, with, with their offseason moves? And, and I don't think they did. So, so what, are they, what are they hoping is going to be different about it? I mean, offensive coordinator, but um, is that enough? So uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just real curious and waiting to see what happens uh, with that line and then, and then how is it going to play out with the rest of the team, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they spent the money in terms of their, uh, their rank. They've spent – they're the 15th-ranked team on the offensive line in terms of spending. So, uh, percentage-wise, that's the one position group they've spent more on than any other position group. I mean, granted, it has the most players – uh, well, no, actually, the secondary would, but but yeah, um, I I don't see him getting that much better personally. Mark, uh, yeah, look, I, along the same sort of lines, they can, can they run the ball this year? Um, mm. That's going to be a big one for them. Obviously, Mac is not the most agile quarterback, but more than that, I mean, the only notable addition that I can think of was Mike Kosicki, and he's not yeah. a, a three down tight end by any stretch of the imagination. He's just a a tall, slow slot receiver who's going to be good in the red zone. So <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think Gasicki's really going to be more of a receiver than anything else. He more of a, he'd be more receiver, especially red zone, like you say, because um, that's where his strength was with the Dolphins anyway. Um, last last year they were bottom of the league in red zone um, attempts, touchdowns, and uh, conversions. So he will be a big asset there for them if they yeah, get there. I think so much of that came down to coaching last year too, though. So the coaching hopefully will be better. Hopefully we see a different Mac Jones, uh, maybe a different Patriots. Who knows? Yeah, they've got Bill O'Brien is more of an offensive guy than Matt Patricia was ever. And yep. I'm interested. I think they've got to add another wide receiver in the draft. Juju Smith-Schuster is a wide receiver two, not a wide receiver one, in my opinion. So I think they've just got to add another receiver in the draft. Well, yeah. given, given how close... Uh... Hopkins and Bill O'Brien are, you know, I wouldn't ex be surprised if you see that signing. I'm, that was, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's, uh, let's move on to the Bills, Brad. Oh, all right. I love it. Uh, Buffalo Bills. You know, last year we had the big splash with Von Miller. This year, uh, I think they re-signed a punter. Um, it's, you know, <laughs> it was basically, uh, I think they, 
you know, they, they had a lot of needs. So especially at the offensive side of the ball, um, their, their biggest signing, and I'm not partial to it, Connor McGovern. I don't know why they think, uh, as, as a Cowboy fan, Connor was as good at pass blocking, but the guy can't run block if his life depended on it. He was top 10 pass blocking, but run blocking, he was atrocious. So um, I, I'm curious. I mean, granted, it fits in the sense that there are a high passing team, but I don't know. They, they've gotten high marks with all the, the pundits and this type of thing, but I personally, I just don't see it. I mean, them re-signing uh, Poyer, you know, the dude's 32 years old. So I don't know um, with the safety wise and I get it. He's, he's a stud, but I'm just not sure they're really, they really got any better. If I, so you tell me, I'm going to give you a couple names and then you tell me if you think they got better. These are just the, the people they brought in. So Deontay Hardy, uh, Connor McGovern, um, Trent Sherfield, Damian Harris, uh, Kyle Allen, Taylor Rapp, David Edwards. Does that make their team better? You, you guys tell me. What do you think? I don't, I don't think it makes their team better. I think it, it still it makes their team consistent. Um, okay. I think, that's, I think they'll still be at the same level they were at. I would expect them – I didn't really expect them to do too much during free agency because they were already pretty um, money poor anyway. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. They had a lot of guys locked away. I would expect them to do probably do a lot or add some depth with that um, that offensive line during the draft. They're probably mm-hmm. going to go that, that way more. Uh, and definitely with some of their secondary, some of their backs, um, and some of the defensive side just in general. Um, yeah. I think they're just going to try and pick up guys – on on contract on on um uh on rookie contracts you know so yeah after that yeah. i just think it makes them the same um manjo well they yeah go ahead manjo yeah. yeah so what i'm thinking is i think with poyo they they had to re-sign him because there's not really too much depth behind him they gotta keep mm. that duo together we don't know if demar hamlin will come back from his uh injury very bad injury that he had and look, I- I'm really unsure, but Damian Harris seems like a good signing for me at running back. I think he can be a real beast for them. I think there's a lot of carries still there in that backfield. I think James Cook himself, he hasn't, he's only just been a rookie in the past year. So, you know, adding another experienced guy in Damian Harris to the mix, I think that'll be very valuable for that offense, very valuable. And with the draft, I think O line definitely is a place to look at. I'm interested to see Mark, you know, the Bills, your biggest rivals here. What do you think about them? Um, yeah, look, along the same lines, I don't I don't think they got a lot better. I think the run game is, is a little better than what it was. Um, I don't think Damian Harris is a massive upgrade over um uh over Singletary. So for me, it's just about, I agree with what you said, Manjo, about the defense. That um, Poya was a massive re-sign. Milano was a massive re-sign for them as well. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to really feel the loss of um, Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah. So um, they, their defense last year was really good against the run. Um, they gave up a lot against the pass. I think the loss of someone like Edmonds is going to affect that. And I, where mm. they're drafting... There aren't many linebackers that they can. You can't really replace a Tremaine Edmonds at the back end of the first round. Mm. Good times, right? 
Let's um let's move forward. I think I may have fixed the sound on our timer too, so watch out for that when we hit the bottom of this one. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to move forward. Let's have a let's have a chat about the other New York team uh, in this in this division. Let's go with the Jets. So, so the Jets have made a lot of strong moves during free free agency. Uh, all pretty much with one goal in mind: is to improve their 25th ranked offense. Uh, perhaps the biggest non-move of the season is the yet-to-be-agreed-upon deal between the Jets and Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers, with obviously a standoff at the moment over trade compensation. Um, but the Jets, I think, have still been strengthening their roster pretty well. Signings of um, Al Lazard and Nicole Hardman had a pretty quality wide receiver duo to go along with offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. Uh, tight end Tyler Conklin is still there, um, who is serving a, a pretty useful role at tight end for the Jets last season. And, of course, we get the return of Brees Hall, who was an absolute standout, probably would have been Offensive Rookie of the Year if he hadn't got hurt mid-season. Um, I feel like there's still some depth questions, though, throughout the O-line. They seem to be really, really sort of thin in some of those positions. Yeah, especially at uh, the tackle position. Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, they do. And that's one of the big things. They don't have any depth at the moment. Um, so the other question I also have is, we all know that Rogers will eventually be QB1 come October, but does the addition of Rogers unlock this the potential of this team uh, and who they are at the moment? And how high do you think they're able to go? Mark, let's go, Mark. I'll go. Um, yeah, look, I think their entire season hinges on this. Without him, their ro- their mm. roster's a disaster because we've seen Zach Wilson. He he just cannot get it done. Um, not by any means saying he's a bad player, but he just for what they need, uh, he just can't do it. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Looking at their stuff, Manjo, anything on the Jets? Yeah, it's just all Rogers at this point. All it the is. Rogers drama. That's it. Like it Rogers, Rogers drama. You, you really yeah. are. You do just get a Rogers drama when you get Rogers, don't you? Yeah, it's a, it's a Rogers and McAfee show at this point. <laughs> Pat McAfee giving Rogers the whole limelight to talk about his potential move to the Jets. I've probably never seen a team that's actually signed a player before they've actually signed him or traded for a player before they've traded for him. I think this is the one case where we all know it's going to happen. They're actually making signings like Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, just to like appease Rodgers because they know he'll be the quarterback. It's just, I, I don't know. This could absolutely blow up in their face. But hey, look, when they got Brett Favre, before Brett Favre got injured, they were like eight and three. So there's an absolute chance that they could be a great team. So hopefully for them and their fans, they actually have a good quarterback for the first time in a trillion years. I hope you're ready for this, Benjo. Oh, there it is. Let's, um, <laughs> let's get on from there. Mark, last for the AFC East, your Dolphins. Done. So I'm going to fly through this really quickly. So um, I just want to include free agency power ranking. It's just, just a good idea to get from the Super Bowl. So Dolphins are currently ranked 10th. They've grown. They've gone five positions since um, the start of free agency. Acquisitions have been Jalen Ramsey, Deshaun Elliott, David Long, Malik Reed, Eric Sorbet, Braxton Berrios, Mike White, 
Jake Bailey, and the biggest addition of all for me has been Vic Fangio. So um, mm. we know that their the biggest question for Miami or their biggest deficiency was uh, particularly in the secondary, uh, not having um, – God, I forgot his name. Help me, Manjot. He's my player. It's um, not having – they, they didn't have enough corners, were you saying? Yeah, the corner. What was his name? God, I've just lost it. Ramsey. De- Jalen Ramsey did no. join the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, we've just signed him. Um, anyway, the corner that we've just, that we've just released. Um, oh, Jones. Byron Jones. Byron, Byron Jones. Jones. Thank there you. you. Thank you. Sorry, yeah, ex-Cowboy. Um, so, obviously, him being out for the season really hurt us on the back end. We had to play Kaden mm. Kohu, which who played out of his skin. Um I think, yeah, the, the biggest question for me this season is can Vic Fangio bring that defence together and get them playing um, the type of scheme that is going to really give Buffalo headaches? Because for us to take a step forward, we have to be able to go toe-to-toe with Buffalo. Well, I think I think, I think Fangio's a stud. Uh, I think he's – I don't know how great he is as a – Head coach, obviously, and his track record is not the best. But as a coordinator, I think the guy is unreal. Um, the the interesting, the Dolphins have, are the number one NFL ranked team for cap spending on defense. So the, they've spent more money on defense the, apparently on the, than any other team. So uh, they're all in. All, all in. So if, if like you say, if, if Fangio can turn it around, I think that's huge. I just wonder, what, like, what are they doing at tight end? Because Gusecki has gone, and I know he kind of yep. fell out of favor, um, but I, that's still a need for them, I thought. We are tipped to address it in the draft, so um, Washington's the, the one we're being mocked to the most, um, okay. but McDaniel's scheme would be interesting for Manjot to comment on, maybe. Yeah, with McDaniel's scheme, I think tight end is a very important position in that Shanahan sort of scheme. We see George Kittle, he's cooking out there. We saw Tyler Conklin for the Jets last year. He had a good time in that sort of offensive scheme. So, look, you don't need, like, a high-ranking tight end that's really good. You just need to find the right tight end, and that could come anywhere. Like, George Kittle, for example, he was a fifth-rounder for the Niners in 2017. He became one of the best tight ends in the league. So It's a strong tight end group this year, too, though, and that's probably what they're banking on more than anything. It's a strong tight end, but, of course, they don't have a first-round pick either, so that's really tough to deal with. Um, there's that I, dude coming out of Iowa as well that I'm really interested in. I think he could be a really good addition, potential target for the Dolphins. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Mark, you may be able to help me there. But, yeah, there's an Iowa horse guy that could really help. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that sign is really getting a workout there. Are you loving it? <laughs> Yeah, I, I do. And it scared me. I was like, I got to stop mid-sentence. The weird part is, though, that it's not playing for me in my headphones. It's amazing because I just watch you guys just go, up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want me to count the siren or what? Is it too much? <laughs> Still I'm good. not hearing it, but that's all right. Yeah, right. Man, John is, though. What the hell? Like, I can it's hear good. it. It's, it is, it's a good siren. Yeah, it is. I'll cut it out. I'll cut it out anyway. Um, right, cool. One more note on the Dolphins. I'm sure Mark would love to hear it, but I think the Dolphins got a good chance to win the division, so definitely they weren't last and not least for sure. 
You got a good mm. chance, but yeah, maybe. Righto, uh, AFC North. We're going to move to AFC North. Let's uh, let's start with Brad and the Steelers. All right, so we've got. Uh, I, I thought you just you handed the Steelers to me because I'm a Cowboys fan, and I just I'm <laughs> no, it was so <laughs> random, and I'm sorry about that. But <laughs> Um, no, that's, that's all right. Um, I'm, I'm happy to, happy to, to work with them. I think, you know, their, their biggest signing was, well, you can argue it's, it's Patrick Peterson, um, which that to me, I'm really curious to see how that's going to play out because you saw Peterson really start to tail off, uh, in Arizona when he had to play a lot of man coverage. He goes to Minnesota and he gets rejuvenated. Uh, what did he lead the league in picks last year or tied? I don't know. He was right around there. He was up top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and but there Minnesota plays a lot of zone heavy. So I, and I'm curious now that he goes to Pittsburgh. They do kind of a hybrid. So obviously they, they believe in him. I mean, they had to sign a quarterback because they lost their other stud cornerback to, to Detroit. So they bring in him. Um, so it'll it'll just be real curious. I think overall Pittsburgh, uh, they did some decent signings. They they brought in Cole Holcomb. The big the big question mark that they've got is their linebackers they're stuck with linebackers again that can play the run but they can't do coverage so it'll be real interesting to see how they go did the question i think is did pittsburgh do enough to get better in the off season and i think marginally personally yes but not in, of any significance i don't what do you guys think i would have expected them to do to try and go out there and add a little bit more um, uh, experience um, around the offensive side, giving that yeah. um, it, it's it's sort of Pickett's pick, yeah it's Pickett's growth um, mm -hmm. in a way. Um, so I'm really surprised that they sort of didn't get sort of deep into the the wide receivers, the free agency wide receivers that are out there, and really try and get someone else to maybe um, pair around George Pickens. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think I think even at even the at tight end as well, in a way. Um, I don't think Frymouth is is really um up there with some of the better ones at the moment, uh, especially in terms of mm -hmm. I think they really need more of a blocking tight end. Again, it's all about the Kenny Pickett experience and um really strengthening that. Uh I do I do definitely agree with you about their their defensive the defensive side, especially in terms of their linebackers. I think it's if they don't if they don't make some serious moves or do some, do something serious in the draft, um, we're probably looking again. It's it's going to be another Steelers team that will can get hot on offense and then just get destroyed on defense. You know, so um, yeah, and then they'll just be five hundred again. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which is what they're perennially stuck at. And I know we're going over, so I'll stop with this. But I feel like I got to mention it. I, I did like their signing of Isaac Sumalo, the guard. He was, he was arguably the top ranked uh, guard, and I think he will make some big dividends for him in the interior offensive line. But overall, I wasn't that impressed with him. Uh, uh, I totally agree with you guys. By the way. So I'll put Excellent. that one out there. Um, let's go. Can I, can I just interrupt with something for two seconds? Sure. Can. Please. I've just seen a tweet come through from a Patriots beat writer. 
So breaking team sources indicate that Lamar Jackson has been traded to the New England Patriots as part of a three-team deal, including the oh, Buccaneers. A you official have... announcement expected soon, but I'm told Tampa gets Mac Jones, Baltimore gets three draft picks, New England gets the MVP. Now, it's not Shefty official yet, but that's that's from a Patriots beat writer. Wow, that's going to be an interesting song, yeah? Uh, Is it? Oh, man, I've got to go make a train graphic right now. I've got to make the patient press graphics. Yeah, well, you've got, to, yeah. you've got to wait for something on Shefty there. Yeah. Yeah, don't I'll, I'll make, I'll make the back. graphic just to, <laughs> just to get it, you know, done the graphic before, like, just around the time Shefty will get it done. But, you know, that's that's crazy, man. I'm, like, taking off guard right now as a Lamar fan. Say it again. Who, who went where or what was the players involved? So, well, I put it in the group for you to have a look at, but it was... Okay. Um, so official announcement expected soon, but I'm told that Tampa get Mac Jones, Baltimore get three draft picks, and New England get the MVP. Wow. Wow. So Mac Jones to Tampa, Baltimore three draft picks. Oh, should we just move on to the Ravens at yeah. this point? Well, yeah, I think, I think <laughs> we just talk about the Lamar trade let's, live. I think. All right, let's uh, let's go, let's cut straight to the Ravens. And like, I I'll be honest, here's here's my questions. Holy shit, that's just thrown me too. Um, <laughs> I don't even know Again, what to say with it. Official. Yeah, it's not Shefty official yet, but obviously, so the Ravens have made very little moves in free agency at all, at all. There's uh, literally five. Um, one of them is putting the, the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. Um, they re-signed running back Justice Hall. Uh, they signed Nelson Aguilar from the Patriots um, on a one-year $3 million contract. They signed Trayvon Mullen, uh, re-signed Trayvon Mullen, and they re-signed Geno Stone safety for another year. So that's literally all they've done. So many questions about the Ravens and what is happening with the Ravens and what are they doing. I know that they are a franchise that has always loved to pick up guys throughout the draft and really play them on their the entirety of their rookie contracts and then essentially just move them on in a way unless they are uh, shit hot, I guess, if you want to put it that way. The questions I had were actually around Lamar. So this will be an interesting uh, breaking news trade if that's what it is. My questions was... If he doesn't get traded, does he play on the tag or will he actually sit out a year? Um, and what's their backup plan either way? What is the Ravens' backup plan without Lamar? Oh, yeah. But obviously we've, just heard that, we've obviously just heard it could be Mac Jones. So. <laughs> oh, it's not Mac Jones because he's gone to the box in this trade. The Buccaneers, yep. Yeah. Yeah. They get the picks. So what is it? What's the Ravens' we... backup plan at QB? Really? Because they also don't have Marietta anymore. Uh, not Marietta. Who, who is behind him? Um, Huntley. 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 Is Huntley still there? I don't think he is. Is he? Huntley was a free agent from memory. Yeah, and but... I'm sure he's not there right now. Uh... Oh no, Tyler Huntley is still technically there, but there hasn't been anything about him being resigned. So if he's there, they're not going to move forward with Tyler Huntley. Oh, yeah, no, God, he's not the answer. So we can take Look, a bit more time on this one. What are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, I think we all don't know what they're going to do now with this trade just coming in. I, I think, in my opinion, they've got to trade off for QB in the draft. It, it, depending, where were the Patriots in the draft right now? I think they were, I think they were like middle of the, 
the pack. So maybe they now armed with more first round picks, they can make a trade off. And I think, you know, getting a guy like, you know, Richardson, Levis, that sort of thing, that's where they should be aiming for. The Ravens should be aiming for QB of the future at this point. And also, yeah, I just don't think they did enough to appease Lamar, like keep him happy. I think they really failed Lamar throughout his time at the Ravens if he's being traded right now. I just, there's a reason why I was pissed off. And I think it's very disrespectful the way they've treated Lamar throughout this process, throughout his career. I, I think he hasn't gotten the, enough help. Like I've seen people saying, oh, he's not, Lamar's not a good quarterback. He's not worth it. Well, look at the help he's had. He's had like no wide receivers in his career. Probably like one good year of Hollywood Brown. That was it. And all we have is Mark Andrews to throw to, a couple good running backs. There's not enough at wide receiver. The defense was pretty good, but look, Lamarck had to do it all on his own in offense. And that was the thing that really probably was just putting him off the edge. And the Ravens, they're going <laughs> to lose a lot because of that. And this is a very bad management from the Ravens. They really badly managed this decision to trade away Lamar. The whole contract, low-balling him and all the offers, absolute. Um, I'd even put them as an F in my grades for free agency because just how they've handled the situation has been absolutely appalling. It's definitely not been great. Um, But but obviously there's, it is still a business and you got to understand the business side as well when you look at that. So, um, well, anything fine? Yeah, go. go. Well, I just just want to interrupt you and say, say, uh, you know, you asked what they're going to do. This may sound crazy, but I think they're going to play the long game and they won't be disappointed if they don't do well this year because next year, and I know I hate doing this, but we're talking Caleb Williams from USC. They're saying he's he's generational. So I would not be surprised. The, the, The Ravens aren't dumb. So they wouldn't have a problem tanking this year and putting themselves one or two to get Caleb Williams from C or Drake May from North Carolina, because those two guys are both considered the best quarterback since Andrew Luck. So it, I, that's what I think they're going to do. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah I who knows? see that. Who knows? Uh, all right. Well, let's let's move on with this stuff. Uh, <laughs> even though that's just, I think throwing us all for six. But again, as yeah. as um, crazy as. As uh as Mark was saying, it's not Shefty official yet, and I've been sitting here refreshing Twitter as well just to see what's coming, and nobody else is talking about this. Yet, <laughs> I've so. downloaded the breaking news graphics, so I'm ready. Let's go, Shefty right official. Up. Well, man, John, how about you take us off on a Browns trip then, hey? Oh, a Browns trip. Oh, I love boy, giving that's... you. I love giving you Browns news because you know my distaste for the Browns. Yeah, uh, I actually have season. a lot of people. <laughs> so with my teams especially, I've actually really liked the way you put it because I've actually had a lot of people uh, that I talk to on Instagram who are Browns fans and other teams that I've been chosen with. So this is good. Like my preparation has been mainly conversational for a lot of people. So it's it's interesting what's happened with the Browns because they've just they've let go of a few guys like Javion Clowney, Kareem Hunt hasn't been signed yet. It's been a lot of guys that have just really not taken. They've just, you know, they've let them go. And they're, like, really rebuilding this team. They traded for Elijah Moore, which I thought was a pretty good trade for them. They really needed a second guy at wide receiver uh, alongside Amari Cooper. 
look, some of the other signings, very, very low-key, like, I'd say, like, Josh Jobs just having another backup QB. You have Jordan Aikens, another tight end for them. I really like what they've done with the defensive line. They've shorted it up with Maurice Hurst and Dalvin Tomlinson. Thought those were two good signings. Keeping Sione Takitaki as well, good signing linebacker, and Anthony Walker. I like what they've done with the edge as well. Ogbo Okonkoro. I hope I pronounced that right. He was a pretty good signing, I thought, as well. So, look, they've done a few things here and there alongside the defense. They've tried to really shore that up there. Mm. Yeah. Anyone else? Uh, Brad? Anything on the brand? No, I, I, I really like uh, Dalvin Tomlinson. I don't know what, what you, you know, what you think as a, as a Minnesota fan. Um, but I love Dalvin Tomlinson. So okay, I mean, he's got a name to start with, so there was an attraction. But um, no, I, I think he was. <laughs> I, I, I think he was pretty good. I think he was. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of Minnesota uh, players over the years, uh, especially around his positions, have just been functional. Um, they've been good, but not great. Uh, and that's been part of being a Minnesota fan for years, though. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, and I love the fact that they got Jim Schwartz, their, their DC, their new defensive coordinator. So um, I think you put Miles Garrett and, and, you know, him, I think at Tomlinson, I think they could make some noise, but they, they really need help. I think still at, at wide receiver. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, look at us going under. I love it. Let's move on uh, to the – who we got left in that division? The Bengals. Mark with That's the Bengals. <clears throat> so um, free agency power ranking stays at three. They haven't moved. I'm expected to do as well as they did last year. Um, acquisitions, uh, Orlando Brown Jr. was their cornerstone acquisition. Um, Cody Ford, Sidney Jones, Nick Scott, and Irv Smith, I actually saw maybe today, has signed on. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, Irv Smith Jr. Yeah. Yes, I, yeah, I, I saw that sure one. I saw that too. Yeah, that was today. Yep. Um, look, for me, the biggest question going into this season is can the Bengals beat the Chiefs? I, I think that's the only contender... Uh, the only team that really will trouble them. Um, they haven't lost anyone of note, and, you know, Burrow just seems to get better and better. Um, actually, it's scarily enough. I, he probably hasn't hit his peak yet. Um, so, for me, that that's the big one, is can they finally get over the top of the Chiefs? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for me, the big signing was Orlando Brandt Jr. That was their big signing. They had to really go out there and, Again, go for offensive line after they did last season. They just went out there and did it again. And they're like, okay, this one hopefully will stick. And that creates an interesting situation at tackle because they still got Jonah Williams. He's still there. They still got, I keep forgetting the other guy's name. It was, I think Lyle Collins was, uh, he was a guard. But Lyle from, from Cowboys. He, he's crap. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, Lyle, I think they'll cut him. I don't think they'll have much to do with him after this. So, look, I think Orlando Brown, I'm not sure about him. I don't – he's been, like, hit and miss here and there for for the Chiefs and the Ravens over his career. 
he he kind of did fumble the bag himself as well. He had like the highest offer for an OT ever. He decided to bet on himself, and now he's probably the 16th highest paid tackle in the whole league. So mm. yeah, he kind of did have a massive bag fumble there, but. Look, that's what happens when you bet on yourself sometimes in free agency. And I think we've seen that a few times in this year's free agency. I think the, mm. the Bengals getting him at this price could be good. And look, I'm really interested to see what they can do to beat the Chiefs. I think the draft, they've got to shore up a few positions here and there. So, yeah, there you go. That's the big... I still think there's still a little bit away from the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, well, and I, and I think they got they got weaker in their secondary when they lost Bates, Jesse Bates. So, but they just couldn't match the money. I mean, he got sixteen million dollars a year, uh, a four year contract from uh, from Atlanta. So, um, yeah, I I think the the I sound like negative Nancy here, but I think the Bengals took a step backwards um, this off season. A step back. Wow. Okay. Sure. So, I guess yeah. AFC is very strong. AFC is very strong all around. So I guess I could yeah. kind of see um, just about any one of those top teams potentially taking a step back. Um, but we'll just have to see how that comes out, I guess, in a while. <clears throat> all right. Um, let's. Yeah, I also, I just did want to interrupt because we're just talking about that whole Lamar thing. I really don't know if that's a credible source that we cited here. No, I don't think it is either, but we're just moving. Yeah, it was a good discussion. I, I just did some, it was, it was a good did... discussion on the Ravens. Oh, let's roll with it. It's the best. <laughs> he, so. he is a Patriots beat writer, so that's I, okay. I took it with a grain of salt. It does need to be Shefty official. It does. If he's a beat writer, he's in the know. So, I mean, he's not just, you know, some... Yeah, he also did say DeAndre Hopkins was traded to the Patriots like two weeks ago. So, I, oh, I don't he? know how reliable this guy is. <laughs> just want to say for our viewers. Right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the AFC South. Eh? I'll, uh, how about I start us off with the Jags? Um, the Jags have made a few, I think, good moves um, to sort of really... I don't know, strengthened all around. They had a, they had a good end to the season uh, last season. What was, uh, I think, t- technically it's it's Trevor Lawrence's second year in the, in the uh, NFL, but you could pretty much have treated it as his first um, and forgotten about year yeah. one because it was an absolute yeah. train wreck. Um, one of the best things I think they did so far during free agency was uh, make sure that they get Evan Ingram back on the tag uh, so they can really... See how he goes. Hopefully, Ingram has a another stellar year. Gets a bit of a bag from the Jags after that, uh, or at least puts his his stock up so that someone else will still pay him a lot of money. Um, mm. There is still a lot. I think it was their their probably their weakness towards the end of the season as well was the defensive side of the ball. Um, it's what really went away from him in the um, in that finals appearance. Uh, mm. as well, where they really sort of dropped the ball, uh, so to speak, and um, shot themselves in the foot. Uh, so I don't think that they've done, they've done enough around that side of the ball yet. Obviously, they re-signed um, Adam Gotsis and uh, Michael Dogby, who were defensive linemen. Um, oh, Roy Robertson-Harris, they picked up on a three-year deal, uh, $30 million, sorry, signed a three-year $30 million extension, not deal, so... I think they've still got a ways to go before they are really um, 
right up there, I guess, as a as a AFC superpower. But I can see them growing another year. Uh, anybody else? Look, with the Jags, I think I think staying the course was was a good idea. I think just retaining some of their draft capital as well, just keeping it, just keeping it sort of low key this time because they spent a lot last off season. They yeah, had, they I think, they they had like the most money spent by like maybe like nearly a hundred million or something. Yeah, hundred seventy five million. Yeah, hundred seventy five million. <laughs> it was crazy how much they spent last season. So I think having a more low key affair and just you know keeping the train rolling with the guys that they came with. So you know keeping Ingram. I thought it was a great move. Keeping Gotsis, our Aussie boy, thought that was a good move as well. <laughs> having having a few of these guys in the D line just just staying, I think that was the the best bit of their off season. I think I think the Jags did a really good job. I think they they just they're just gonna you know let it go, draft some guys, and just really contend from there. Yeah, for sure. I like that. All right. I mean, with the AFC South, they're pretty much guaranteed a playoff spot unless the Titans massively improve somewhere. Well, I'll tell you what, I was going to the Titans next with Mark. So, Mark, tell us about how the Titans are going to blow it all again. Our Titans. <laughs> so, oh, sorry, Taylor's poor Titans. Um, so, free agency power ranking 28, so pretty ordinary. They've actually dropped six spots from the Super Bowl last year, so um, which mm. is probably a fair reflection of what they've done in free agency. So, um, yeah. Big acquisitions, well, acquisitions, let's call them. Andre Dillard, Daniel Brunskill. Yeah, Daniel Brunskill. Yeah, so right, Arden Key, um, Aziz Al-Shaya. Sean Murphy <laughs> Bunting. Um, look, I, I think the biggest questions for this team are will Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill still be on this roster? And mm. if not, what are they going to do? Or what direction will they go in? Um, and mm-hmm. is this an opportunity for them to change their identity? I think Derek Henry will still be on the roster. I don't think Ryan Tannehill will be. I think this is. I think this has got to be a, a break it down and rebuild it kind of um, Titans. Yeah, they've got to they've got to blow it up here. I think and and then come back stronger. Build around Malik Wallace, uh, Malik Willis, Wallace, uh, Malik Willis, and um, just really go from there. Uh, I think Henry stays for at least this season. After that, I'm not so sure because his price is really going to be getting up there. Um, well, I mean, yeah, this year his cap hit for Henry is sixteen million dollars. It's so a big. Pretty- that's a big hit for a running back. For and. At 29, and when running backs hit 30, they fall off the cliff. Yeah. Uh, unless you're Zeke, then you fall off the cliff when you're about 25. But, you know. <laughs> or when you play guard. Oh, uh, yeah. center, or when you play center. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, my, my interesting takeaway, because they just got their new GM from San Fran. You know, yeah. this is going to be mm-hmm. another addition of the 49ers expansion into other NFL franchises now. So the, now I'm seeing all the Niners players going to go to either the Jets, the Dolphins, or now the Titans. So, look, <laughs> that's going to be interesting. The Titans going to be a team I follow a little bit more this year because I know a few more of their players. I think 
from from experience, Aziz Alshay, I, I believe I've rated him pretty highly. I thought he was pretty good at, at the Niners. Daniel Brunskill, I, I think he's a very versatile lineman. He's a good depth piece. I'm not sure about starting, but hey, he held his own against Aaron Donald a lot of the time when the Niners played the Rams. So look, you got to give Brunskill credit for that. that. That was very good signing in those sort of terms if he can be more consistent. I think Andre Dillard hopefully works out for them. He hasn't been able to prove himself in Philly with Lane Johnson and, and, oh, come on. Uh, it's got to be, yeah, Mylotta. There you go. Uh, mm. Other than Mylotta and Lane Johnson in front of him, he has had zero chance to prove himself. So yeah. hopefully for the Titans, he has a chance to, to really prove himself. So look, Arden Key, I think, could be another good signing for them as well. So they've, Put in a bit of work. I think they're going to keep Derrick Henry. There's, I can't see him in any other uniform other than a Tennessee Titans uniform in his entire career. So, look, the Titans, I think they're making steps in the right direction. They've just got to be aggressive at the draft table. I think this is where they've got to make a move for their future at the draft, and that's where they've got to go. You know what? I, I would love to see Derrick Henry in another uniform. And as mm-hmm. as a an ironic statement, I would love to see him in this next team. Brad, can you tell us about uh, the Texans? And the, the <laughs> other... <laughs> oh, how's that? How's that for a nice cure? Hey? Great like segue. That. What do you reckon, Brad? Um, Texans. How have Texans done free agency? They've got a lot. Yeah, of, they've I... got to have a lot upside. Oh, well, they can't get much further down. No, um, that's for sure. Uh, you know, Manjot mentioned about all the, the the mini San Franciscos that are popping up around oh, the league. Here we go. You know, I, I think the Houston is is just the, uh, the epitome of that. Of course, D'Amico Ryan's, their new coach, is so familiar um, with with the San Francisco that they brought in some, some players from there. I, I think... They're doing it the right way. So it's obvious in the draft they're going to go for a quarterback. So they they bring in Robert Woods, um, who the, from the account, the Houston is going to run like a kind of a – the wide receivers have to block. And what is Robert Woods' best skill? Blocking. Um, so I think that that was a smart move. They bring in Devin Singletary. Another great move. They they extend Larry Tunsil, make him. I don't know if he's worth the money, but you have to you have to pay. So and they make him the highest paid uh, offensive lineman ever. Um, Dalton Schultz. I, I actually am a fan of Dalton Schultz. Uh, you know he's like he's like the third best blocking tight end for the last uh, yeah. according to Pro Football Metrics. Uh, the, he's like the third best blocking tight end next to Mark Andrews and um, Kelsey. So yeah, I, I'm disappointed that I'm disappointed the Cowboys didn't keep him, but it's a great pickup for the Texans. Yeah, it is. So I, I, I like their moves. I mean, um, they just had so many holes that they had to fill that, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I don't I know. Like the, I, I like the pickups of Singletary and, and Schultz. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised at the moment yeah. that people have got, um, Singletary as RB2 behind Pierce. Um, mm. I don't mm. think I don't think that's right. Um, I'm confused about obviously they've got Davis Mills and they've got Case Keenum still on the books. Confused about what they're going to do there once they do draft yeah. uh, a QB. Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't know. It, realistically, Case Keenum is better than Davis Mills. Um, yeah. 
objectively, Case Keenan is better than Davis Mills, and he would probably be better than any of the the current the current sort of rookie QBs that are coming out because it's going to be so fresh into the league and into such a hmm. shitstorm that's been the Texans. So, um, yeah. Manjot? Yeah. Now, the Texans, there's not far. They can't go far down, as you guys have said. Their, their team, uh, I was pretty worried. I think D'Amico Ryan's very good hire for them. I think you see the San Francisco systems really spreading around and some teams are really benefiting from it. So I think this could be another step where another place where you can find an actual good team in the Texans, but that's going to be years away from here. I think some of the signings, I, I like where the brought veterans like Jimmy Ward, for example, I thought he was a good signing. He gets to play safety now. So, you know, good for him. Very excited for him. Uh, I think the wide receivers took a massive downgrade with Brandon Cooks' trade. I think Noah Brown and Robert Woods won't fill that role as of yet. I think they'll draft someone eventually somewhere. They'll get someone to really fill that void. I think they got someone in Mechie that could, but we haven't seen him play that much yet. So, yeah. look... We don't know what they've got, but Dalton Schultz, another good one. Larry Tunstall's my star signing for them. I think that was a great one. Got to secure the left tackle spot as long as you can. It's one of the most important positions on the football field. For sure. All right, Manjo, we've got to move on. Yeah. AFC South, do you want to tick us off with the Colts? Oh, boy. This is a very, <laughs> very interesting team because... <laughs> I'm actually not sure which direction they're going in because everyone's just like, you got to rebuild, but then they've got great pieces everywhere. So do they reload and go for another run? Well, they've essentially accepted that the veteran quarterback experiments are failed. They just mm. released Matt Ryan. They just, they were like, we'll cut our losses. We'll, we'll release him. They got rid of him. They got in Gardner Minshew, who's a very big fan favorite on the disrespect coming out of my mouth today. I think yeah. that was actually a really good... I think that could be a good signing. If they give Gardner Minshew the tools to succeed, I'm going to say that could be a good signing. I, I, would not, got, I would not be disappointed if they started week one with Gardner Minshew, that's for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We all love him on this podcast. There is definitely a reason why. And I think he's got to get the chance to ball out. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, I thought that was an interesting signing. I think he could be a decent gadget piece for this offense. I think you look at Samson Abercrombie on the defense. I know him a lot from watching him as a niner. So his deal, I think, you know, nine million a year, that's a pretty good deal for him. I think he could be a guy that really can bring some consistent pressure. Don't know how often he's just a rotational edge rusher on the niners he was. So, yeah, I think he could be... A decent one. And hey, look, a kicker signing, the highest paid kicker in NFL history, Matt Gay, oh, four shit. years, $22.5 million. So they had that as well. So very wacky offseason for the Colts, I think. So do they, have they actually improved doing all of this weird stuff? Or it, it, I'm, I'm not sure. What do you guys think? If, if, if you're asking me, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not impressed um, just yeah. because I, again, they were just so bad. Uh, I think, I think they made some stupid moves losing uh, Gilmore to the Cowboys. That trade for a fifth round pick was just, I mean, I, 
I feel like the Cowboys just fleece. Um, I'll talk more yeah, about, about that. Back. Yeah, it was. It, it really was. So I'd be curious. You know, there's a lot of rumors them trading um, or maneuvering in the draft. Uh, either. So I'll just be really interested to see what what happens with them. Hmm. Yeah, I think if you listen to um, to McAfee in particular, um, they want CJ Stroud. They're in love mm. with CJ Stroud, okay. but they'll be happy with Will Levis. So I think ultimately it'll be down to which quarterback they take um, as to how long Gardner lasts. Um, mm. and at, I'm with Ian. I would love to see him just hold on to that for a little while because he's a gamer. Yeah, 100%. Wonderful, boys. I love the timing. Uh, all right, AFC West. The final, final division for this conference for the AFC. Uh, let's start. I'll see what if, I'm not starting this one. Mark, how about uh, you start us <laughs> off with the Broncos? Done. So free agency power rankings. So they're 25th, um, actually up from 28th. Acquisitions have been Jarrett Stidham, Samaj Piran, Mike McGlinchey, Zach Allen, and the big one for me is Sean Payton. So. Massive upgrade at head coach. Um, look, I, I think the, the question's pretty simple uh, for me anyway. It is which Russ Wilson, which Russ is going to turn up this year and can yeah. Peyton get the most out of him? Mm. Yeah, it's a very simple question really, isn't it? Um, with a lot of, I guess, simple question, hard to know how it comes out. Um, but I think you've given, you've given Russ the... Every chance to succeed with Sean Payton there, with the knowledge of Sean Payton. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. You need a better Russ Wilson. It needs to be a better Russ Wilson. He needs to just shut up and listen and um, accept that he doesn't know everything uh, and that he's still got stuff to learn, even at his age. Um, and then they'll probably go far. I think if he can un- unlock his, the talent that Russ has always had, they'll, they'll actually go far if that happens. Yeah, let me be honest. I'm not impressed by all of this. I, I just, I actually am not anywhere near impressed by any of this Denver Broncos BS going on this offseason. <laughs> like, oh, even Sean, uh, okay, okay. Sean Payton was probably the best one. I think, I think he could be a good coach for them. But look, you're, you're signing all those O line signings they made. I'm not impressed mm-hmm. by them. I, I'm really not impressed by some of the guys. Like, I, I'll give you. I'll, I'll have to throw his name out there, Mike McGlinchey, bro. I'm, yeah. I'm not impressed by him. Like, this, you can't tell me. I sat through so many Niners games, and, like, right tackle was such a pain in the ass because he was <laughs> playing there pass blocking. I was like, this dude, I'm praying for the day when he leaves the 49ers. I'm like, this guy got to leave. He's just absolute liability on our O-line. When he left, when I saw that notification, he signed with the Broncos. I woke up that morning. I saw that notification. I was so happy. I just wanted to see him on the way out. It was just absolutely one of the most glorious days of my entire life seeing him leave. I don't know why, but look, some of the contracts, I'm not really impressed. Like the Ben Powers deal, Zach Allen. Look, some of these guys... Look, they're good, but I feel like they they've just been overpaid by the Broncos. I feel like the Broncos they felt like they had money and they used it and they just you know overpaid some dudes. So I feel like this free agency class is just them signing a whole lot of mid players. Like a lot of them are mid. I'll be honest. Like that's 
That's the way. So look, my brutal honesty with this Broncos is I'm not I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed at all. I feel like you're not a fan then. I, 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 <laughs> I think we get I think we're getting that from Manja. <laughs> all right. Um, let's uh this is rant number one for twenty twenty three from Manja. That's excellent. Manja. Yeah, is I'm not moved by them. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, Brad, have you got anything on the charges in free agency? Ah, uh, my beloved Chargers. Uh, I, I love them because uh, <laughs> Herbert. So um, he's know, the they, only shining light. Let's yeah, right. Jordan Taylor. <laughs> oh boy, their their priority. They said at the beginning of free agency was to re-sign or restructure their players, and and they did that. So you, you saw them. They restructured Bosa, Mac, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, all those guys. So yep. that they could free up some money, they gave them about 19 million in cap space. So they they signed Morgan Fox, defensive lineman. I think uh, great. Uh, he's coming off his best season as as a pass rusher. Um, Trey Pipkins. If, if you have a healthy, uh, if their tackles can stay healthy, um, then I think then they do have arguably Pipkins and Slater, two of the top tackles in the, in the league um, duos. Uh, so I, I like what they're doing. It's nothing flashy. Eric Kendricks, I think is, I'm curious from a, from a Minnesota fan. I think he's a little bit of a downgrade, um, but uh, he, he's still, hopefully he's still got some gas left in the tank. I don't know. What do you think of him as a Minnesota fan? Uh, he still definitely got some gas left. He was still a great player um, yeah. for the Vikings. They didn't actually want to get rid of him. I think it was more of a um, uh, giant. You know, it's that it's that situation where you can't you can't offer a player that deserves more more money. Um, yeah. You don't want to insult them by by throwing out a low ball offer. And I think that's mm-hmm. pretty much what it was. They definitely talked very highly of him um, on the way out, uh, and okay. I know he's, he's loved by a lot of Minnesota fans. And he was still he was still great last season, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. great on that defense last season. So uh, be interesting watching him go back to a three four defense as well. Um, yeah, he really shone in that defense uh, over previous years, even though it was under Zimmer. Um, but yeah. It'll be, it'll be really interesting because apparently I was reading about is Kendricks. He was the one that wore the blue dot. So he, he, or the green dot. So he was the one, you know, calling in the plays and Derwin James did that at the start of last year for the San Diego, but it really affected his play. So he got rid of it. And once he got rid of the dot, he was able to play a lot better in that second yeah. half. So uh, the everything I've read is Kendricks. He's really smart. So yeah, he know, is. I he's think... a really smart football player. Yeah, um, he, yeah. He loves the game. He's deep inside it, pretty much. Um, there you and go. He, and he can read a lot of uh, like he'd been doing that for years for Minnesota. Um, really yeah. reading what the offense was doing and and sort of adjusting those shifts. A lot of any success that we had on defense was probably because Kendricks was calling the plays. Yeah. Um, really. So I feel like that veteran presence is going to really help the young Chargers yeah. core. And I think it. And I think it also helps you on the defensive side um, to let someone like Joey Bosa just cook as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I guess that's that's the the other trade off is you get a very good veteran there, so so Joey doesn't have to sort of think and and, and do those things himself as well. 
Mm. Uh, all right, let's uh, move on to the Super Bowl winning Chiefs with Manshot. Very interesting. Again, another interesting offseason for the Chiefs. I I don't know. They're, they're probably a team that you can't judge by their offseason. We've seen so many couple of years in a row where people are like, oh, the Chiefs are going to fall off because they had a shit offseason. You know, they trade away Tyreek Hill. That was the best example. And look, they just came out won the Super Bowl. So uh, the, some of their losses, you look at like Juju and Miko Hardman, you, you say, oh my God, they've lost a few wide receivers here. Their wide receiver core is getting a bit thin. Well, does that matter with Patrick Mahomes? Like Patrick Mahomes <laughs> has shown no wide receiving core. It doesn't matter. Like with all of these like wide receiver twos, I can still cook as long as I have Kelsey, it's all going to be A-OK. So, look, with the Chiefs, I- I'm really not going to judge them by the offseason. I-, I I encourage any of you, don't judge them by the offseason. I put some of their signings, though. I'll give them good credit. They had some good signings in, like, Jawan Taylor. I really like that signing. I liked Charles O'Manahue, another 49er that I know. I feel like he could be a good signing for them. I think he's got a good versatility in that defensive line. I think Mike Edwards at safety, that's a good signing. Very cheap as well, $3 million. I think he has I think he has good potential there. So look, for, for the Chiefs, I think they've got something working. As long as they have Patrick Mahomes, let, let's just say they've, they've got something. They're Super Bowl contender. I, real quickly, I, what I don't understand is they they lose Orlando Brown Jr. and and he signs a contract four years sixty four million dollars with Cincinnati. They 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 sign Jawan Taylor and they give him four years eighty million dollars. So it, it they're they're effectively I think and I think Brown Jr. is my opinion he's a better player than Taylor. Uh, so I'm just curious. I'd love to know their, their rationale. Like did Brown jr. You know, piss them off. Was there something going on there that we just didn't know about? Um, I feel like but- Brown jr. Has had some of those locker room issues. Cause there's a lot of that coming out of the Ravens when he was with the Ravens. He was like, Oh, I'm not playing left tackle. So I want to get traded. And okay. I think he pissed off a lot of people there. So I, I'm not sure like what's going on with the Chiefs, but I think there's been some reports that, yeah, they weren't impressed with his play at the end of the season and they were looking for him to just just to move on. So I think they really showed that there was a big disconnect between Brown Jr. and the team, especially towards the end of the season, some of the reports I was seeing. So, look, I- I'm not sure about if Taylor is an upgrade over Brown, I think they're around mm-hmm. the same sort of level in terms okay. of tackle. I think they're, they're just going to be, they're just going to, it's probably like a, not even an upgrade or downgrade. It's probably just like a side grade, in my opinion, just you're getting the same sort of dependable blocking from either. So I, I think this could still, it'll still work out because it's the Chiefs and they, as long as P Mahomes is still listed as quarterback on that roster, it's going to yeah. work out. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge them on their offseason because we saw that last year. Everyone was dead wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so, all right. Yeah. Let's move on to the very last team uh, in the AFC and in the AFC West. Uh, and there's a reason I left the Raiders to last. 
the Raiders have had a ridiculous free agency uh, period. <laughs> Do you, does anyone want to take a quick guess? Uh, we may go over three minutes of this one. Do you want to take a quick guess at how many signings, so pickups and signings the Raiders have made during free agency? Oh, gosh. It's got to be over, it's got to yeah, be like 25. Tw- you're close, Banjo. 24. 24 oh. to this date. So as, as of the 28th of the 3rd, they have made 24 pickups and, and re-signings uh, across free agency. It's absolutely ridiculous. So obviously they made the most uh, the most out of anybody uh, in the league at this point um, around almost every skill position. It looks like they've almost blown up the entire roster, but a lot Jeez. of it is depth. Um, mm. So obviously they moved on from Derek Carr this season. The biggest move I think that they've made is to sign Jimmy G on a three-year, $75 million deal. Uh, they franchise tag Josh Jacobs after he had a massive year um, when they after they declined his, his option uh, last season. He had a, came out and had a massive year and showed him what for. So they had to give him a bag or let him go. Um, so he, they've signed him to a, a, free, a, a franchise tag. Um, they signed Austin Hooper, tight end Austin Hooper, to a pretty friendly deal, I would think. There's only a couple of million dollars in that for Austin Hooper's deals. Um, they found Jacoby Myers just hanging out there uh, and signed him to a three-year deal. Uh, the strength in their own line, the secondary depth with massive signings. Um, like I said, it's just it's all depth. So the biggest thing for me, though, about the Raiders, free agency, yes, you've added depth. Yes, you've added skill positions. Um, you've still got Devontae Adams there. Uh, you know, you got a a very friendly coach coaching situation going on there. They promised, I think, everybody that they're not. Uh, Mark Davis has promised everybody he's not going to just blow up the coach every second year now either. Um, but in an AFC West that seems to be building, I guess. Again, everyone looking at the Chiefs. Um, can the Raiders achieve more than six and eleven that they did last season? Oh boy, I'm gonna let everyone else go first because I Mark, think I've got any. Yeah, um, for me, off- offensively, I actually think they're better this year. They've added Austin Hooper and um, OJ Howard. OJ. So yeah, the two two really good tight ends. Um, we know that the Patriots system, which obviously you got McDaniel's and now Jimmy G, um, is tight end friendly. So. Um, yeah, look, I, I see positive things. So Jacoby Myers had is, is inspired. I really like it, along with obviously Devonta Adams. Brad, Jimmy G. I think it all boils down to Jimmy G. Um, but again, um, I, Davis is uh, you know Al Davis Jr. or whatever. He's cut from a different cloth, as, as that whole family is. Um, so it would not be surprised me if they, again, go contrarian. And, and I'm holding on to my theory that, that there's going to be some teams in the NFL that are going to be – nobody will admit it, but I think deliberately tanking for next year's quarterbacks. So um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if the Raiders are one of them. But that's a, I, I know I'm being – sound a little wacky on this. Manjot, what do you think? Oh, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to put the boot in them again, like I do with the Why Broncos. You can't I'm... put your boot into your boy Jimmy G. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. I'll I'll, I'll move. I'll, I'll go straight on to Jimmy G. Um. So with Jimmy G, I, I feel like he's a quarterback that's at the same level as Derek Carr, but the only difference is he started in the offensive system that Josh McDaniels runs. 
That's the only difference. I think that could be a difference that really makes them better. But even then, I'm still not moved by half of their other signings. Tight end, we're talking about you. You trade away Dow- Darren Waller for for literally nothing. Like that dude is a beast, and they trade him for like pick a hundred. Come on, man. That's not mm. that's not enough for a guy like him. I feel like they really lost that trade. The Giants are going to gain a heck of a player with Darren Waller and Austin Hooper, OJ Howard. I think they're decent signings, but they're not going to replace that sort of elite production that Darren Waller provides. So I think they really downgraded at tight end. I think wide receiver with Devontae Adams. Look, watching Jimmy Garoppolo, he can't throw a deep ball to save his life, to win a Super Bowl even. Oh, my God. You can't you can't let me get into those sort of flashbacks of how, how infuriating it was the last few years with Jimmy Garoppolo at the Niners. The sort of things where, you, yeah, he's good. He's very dependable. He can win games, but he can't throw that deep ball, and that could provide some frustrations. We already saw Devontae Adams. He got a little bit frustrated posting cryptic posts on Instagram and stuff after the Jimmy G signings. So who knows? Jacoby Myers, another signing that I actually don't mind this one. This one was all right, in my opinion. I thought thought Jacoby Myers was a decent signing. Some of these other ones, though, like the defensive signings, I, I don't feel like they made enough of a splash on defense to really improve a unit that's that's always been dogged by something or the other, especially the secondary. I feel like Marcus Epps could be a decent player, but he's only really a backup at Philly. So there wasn't really much they could do in that secondary to improve it. They really didn't do enough. And I think they've got to go to the draft board and really improve that secondary because it's been a pain for them. For as long as I've been a football fan, I've known like that Raiders safety spot has been an absolute trash heap, except for Charles Woodson at the end of his career. That's pretty much been it for me. Like that's all I've seen for the Raiders defensive secondary. So look, just to end this rant, I think... They're really just going to be in the same position they were last year. Maybe improved by a couple wins, but that's it. They're not going to compete with the Chiefs. They're not going to. They're not even going to be at the Broncos level. I think the Broncos have more of a chance to improve than them. And I was ripping into them. They're definitely not going to be at the Chargers level either. So I think the Raiders, at this moment, they've secured fourth place in the AFC West, in my opinion. Yeah. Well. 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 I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. That Jacoby Myers contract though is a that's a great contract with Jacoby Myers. Just I on agree that. with that. Um, he's, it's essentially a two year, twenty one million dollar contract because he has twenty one million guaranteed um, for yeah. two years, so eleven million in the first year and um, basically ten and a half in the second. So um, it's a great thing for him. I think that's a, that was a great contract. And then, yeah, the the Austin Hooper one, as I said, one year, two point seven five million dollars with a max of three and a half. It's a ridiculously good contract for the Raiders um, mm. to get a guy with Austin Hooper's upside for for basically two and a half million dollars. So, um, yeah. Well, boys, that's that's the AFC. We've been um, we've been in in all around the AFC uh, in far too long. Uh, definitely not three minutes per team. So we need to work on our our, our timings. We're no good. We're gonna kick ourselves in the ass and uh, move forward, don't we? Uh, how do we all we think that was? Sign a good, yeah, we need to sign the, the game clock manager that the Broncos <laughs> had. 
<laughs> yeah, we need to sign him. <laughs> need better clock management measure. Um, yeah. What do we think of that? I mean, Mark Mark threw out a uh, a bit of a, a Ravens Lamar signing, or sorry, a, a Lamar uh, trade right in the middle of it that threw us for six. Um, on it's reflection, probably, it's on I reflection as possible. Myself better there. You probably could have on reflection there was as possible. Learning. It's probably all bullshit. So we'll have to um. <laughs> Resist, yeah, sorry to resist. ruin your parade, Mark. I had, to, I had to go do my double checking of all my sources. So, yeah, we, yeah. I, we might have to re- basically rescind Mark's privileges when it comes to the breaking news drop. Um, I will type up a very detailed apology and um, <laughs> have it on my desk in the morning. Um, Self imposed ban. <laughs> the 15 page apology letters. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you can do that one, Major. I, I, I have been Adam Schefter. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that was great, boys. Um, obviously, we've still got NFC to do um, in another episode, so look out for that. Uh, but apart from that, that's been a, a great chat. Um, I'm looking forward to the NFC one. I'm looking forward, as I said, to our uh, 2019 draft grades um, episodes that we're going to have coming up and all of us figuring out how we are going to do our massive draft spectacular um, and just how that's going to look. You can check out our socials everywhere. Uh, hopefully, we will be up and around and on them. I know Manjot is. You can find him at Pastry Press NFL. Um, in around everywhere. There's not much going on on any of our others at the moment, but there will be on the at G'day Gridiron stuff on Facebook and Instagram. Apart from that, uh, boys, it's been good. It's been fun. Um, I guess that's. Bye for now, for everyone. Thank you, everyone.